What's up, everybody? Welcome to the View from Jamestown podcast edition. I'm sitting down here with Matt Francoeur, TCC's regulatory and sales specialist. Matt, thank you for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me again. Did I get your title right? That, yeah. is, that is your title? That's it, yeah. Awesome. Great. Well, so it's it's early August. I think today is August 9th. Uh, and obviously, one of the hot topics going on right now is the uh, tariffs around China, imports from China, and how that's going to affect both the U.S. marketplace, the Chinese marketplace, as well as obviously the global marketplace with China being such a, a, a power in pretty much every industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got Matt sitting down this morning to go over the what's happening in the tariffs, what's coming out, what announcements are are coming out and, and have been announced, and, and rumors that we're hearing for things that may or may not go into effect uh, so for anybody that's been following or maybe hasn't been followed but would like to get an overview of what's happening, hopefully this will be a beneficial 10, 15, 20-minute conversation about what's happening. Uh, so Matt, maybe you want to start at the very beginning, um, maybe for anyone that's not familiar with the podcast or hasn't listened before, you know, talk, talk about yourself and, and maybe a little bit of your background and, and what you're working on with TCC and kind of how you fit into this whole equation with, with what's happening with these tariffs. Gotcha. All right. So a uh, little bit about me. I started off... Um, I'm a URI student, chemical engineer, graduated uh, May 2017, started working for TCC in uh, November. I've been with TCC for about going on nine months now, and I mostly deal with uh, their regulatory requirements, you know, for the EPA, some with customs, um, you know, some lesser or uh, overarching bodies too. Um, And one thing I've taken interest in lately is um, the trade situation. Obviously, Trump's made it a little bit interesting, um, so it's... So has his uh, administration. And uh, to get into the origin of these tariffs, there was a Section 301 um, tariff investigation done by the U.S. uh, Trade Department. What does that mean, Section 301 of what? Um, Section 301 is a section of the Trade Act of 1974, which provides the executive branch with uh, really the authority to address unfair trade practices by other countries. Um, And that was made in response to uh, the Made in China 2025 plan um, that came out, I think, sometime within the past year, um, which was obviously worrisome for U.S. trade, and uh, President Trump really took um, an issue with that, and uh, the U.S. Trade Representative Office did as well. Um, and the year, there are three installments of this of these tariff lists so far that uh, resulted from this uh, tariff investigation. Uh, list one really had almost no effect on chemicals. Uh, there was only one line in Section 28, which is inorganic, inorganic chemicals, um, that had to deal with isotopes. Uh, section 40 had a few rubber articles, but the bulk were in uh, Sections 84 through 90, which included electrical and mechanical machinery. And so now with these lists, just to, to go back mm-hmm. a sec, so these three lists have been announced at different times. So there's List yes. 1, and then a couple weeks List 2, and then a couple weeks List 3. And then now these sections you're talking about are sections within each list. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Different categories. Okay. Because yep. obviously this applies to a whole lot of stuff. We're obviously very involved in the chemical industry. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people listening are going to be involved some way with chemicals. So that's kind of what we're being specific with. But obviously these lists have, it's wide ranging. It's not just attacking chemicals. Absolutely. And uh, the timeline behind each of these lists really follow um, an initial publication by the U.S. Trade Representative. Um, which allows for um, a period of public comment, which ranges from about two weeks. I think the longest one was a month so far. And uh, at the end of that public comment period, um, in which a company can submit uh, what tariffs affect them, how it negatively affects them, or um, any U.S. citizen can say, I like these tariffs, I don't like these tariffs for X, Y reason. So it's not just businesses. It can be a, a private citizen maybe looking to start a company or just involved or just... 
yeah. want to want to have their say. It's it's a public thing. I saw a few from concerned citizens, a few from citizens who said, you know, they thought this was the right move for America, and a few from uh, you know larger companies. Obviously, you see CEOs, vice presidents, uh, even sales managers, that kind of thing. It's just very interesting to see. Um, and so that but, was that was list one. Are we talking a couple months ago now? This this has been out for a little while. Yeah, so list one was announced in March, and it went to effect, I believe, in July. So everything on that list is now effect. It went through the whole period, the public comment, and now it's in effect. It did. And the uh, interesting thing is, uh, I think when they announced it back in March, it was originally part of a $50 billion package deal. Um, It was over, I think... 1,400 products that were included on there, maybe 1,600s. That was like the two-week period where it was like tit for tat. We did 25, and then China did 50, and then we did 100, and then it was 150. That's it, and then it got quiet, got really quiet, um, which apparently is not a good thing. Um, And so this list one, uh, it split that $50 billion into two sections, uh, 34 billion and 16 billion. Um, And the $34 billion tariff list included um, 1,333 products initially. And after the public comment period, which uh, the U.S. Trade Representative's Office received uh, 3,212 3, public comments, it reduced from uh, 1,333 to 818. And the product exclusion request deadline um, for that is October 9th. And a product exclusion request is, you know, after all these public comments are in, um, tariff gets reduced, or the t- number of tariff items gets reduced, um, you can still, as a company or as a private citizen, I guess, um, make a case for still excluding one of those products. And what they do is they exclude the product at the uh, 10-digit HTS code line. Um, and what that means really is all these uh, tariffs that are included in the Section 301 investigation are at the 8-digit eight, uh, level, which is uh, a larger subheading. And you can apply for an exclusion for a very specific product under each of those subheadings. Got it. So so that's yeah. list one. And then now there's obviously list two and three, which gets into a little bit more of the meat of involving the chemical industry. Uh, so maybe if you want to get into those two, same process, same, you know, goes from announcement to a public comment period to being finalized and, and the same kind of process. But what does list two and three entail and how does that, how is that going to affect our business as well as you know people that are likely listening that are involved in the chemical industry somehow so uh starting off with the uh unfinalized list two which it uh recently got finalized i think uh on october 6th or uh, i'm sorry august 6th so initially it was a 25 percent tariff on 284 items from china which was uh, anticipated to be effective in september of 2018 um, and it had some effect on chemicals uh there were six lines of lubricating oils, which really has more to do with machinery than it mm-hmm. has to do with chemicals. Um, but there were sections in uh, Section 38 and Section 39, which included you know, more lubricating oils as well as um, plastic final formulations, so stuff that already included plasticizers and uh, you know, colorants and that kind of stuff. And that's, that, that might have an effect somewhere on TCC, some of its customers, some of its suppliers, because, I mean, we obviously deal pretty heavily in plastics. Sure. So it'll be kind of interesting to see that effect. I mean, the good thing is that uh, Rob Roach has kind of had the foresight all these years to be wary about how much we import from China and where we're sourcing from. So we do have very, very strong partners um, in the U.S., in Europe, uh, some in South and Latin America. Yeah, it's not anything specifically with China. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of security of supply and that whole campaign that we feel very strongly about and try to promote with all aspects of where we're sourcing product, where we're storing product, the logistics partners we're using. Um, you know, it kind of goes all the way up and down the supply chain, and it's a it's a global thing. So, I think, like you said, Rob and Nick and the whole TCC team have done a great job of 
making sure we have that security supply for our customers and our business partners so that if something like these tariffs do start to come into effect, we have these kind of global partnerships so we can look elsewhere. And that's, it's very important for our business as well as any of our uh, customers, business partners, anybody else should be looking at the same thing, making sure they have their security supply and really analyzing their, their business partners and, and where they're buying from and where they're selling to. So, yeah, you're definitely right. We definitely are lucky that we have a, a great position and, and it's definitely not by accident. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that'll, uh, at least for list two, bode very well for TCC and hopefully, sure. uh, you know, some of our partners here in the industry. Um, and so that was the old uh, list two for the tariffs. And uh, list two, like I said before, was just finalized. And uh, much like for list one, there was a reduction in the number of lines, but it was significantly less. It was only, a, I think, a 1.7% reduction from 284 to 279 line items which is five items, obviously, so it's not huge. And has that list been finalized? So that's, that's all they're going to take, or there could be more still coming off? So there, there could be more. Um, it okay. is finalized, but like I said before, there is a product exclusion quest deadline, so you can go to the USTR website and uh, you know download this document, and I think we also might be able to include this in the view, yep. um, which will be... So nice obviously we're, we're probably not going to see a 35% reduction like we saw on this one with this two. It's, it's going to be much less. No, yeah. Yeah. Um, Got yeah, it. it'll be very interesting. And then the most recent one, I guess, would be list three, mm-hmm. uh, which obviously is the most impactful for the chemical industry uh, all the way up and down the supply chain. So what does list three entail and, and what's the current progress on that? So uh, list three is extremely heavy on chemicals, uh, notably in sections 28, 29, and 38. So you're dealing with uh, inorganic and organ- or organic chemicals. Um which TCC deals with heavily and mm-hmm. pretty much, you know, you think of chemicals and there's two types, organic and inorganic. So they're across the board, very, very broad. Um, and so far we've identified 21 of TCC's chemicals that are imported from China that are listed on here. Um, and notable chemicals include dicene diamide, which is only produced in volume in China, which is really, I mean, it's important for agricultural applications. Um, so it's, it's going to affect farmers, which have already been, you know, significantly impacted by all three of these lists. And obviously it's a big product for TCC, but mm-hmm. it's a big product in general. I mean, That's we it. probably just scratched the surface of the market in terms of global usage of the product. You know, we, we think about our customers and people we're selling to and dealing with. It is a, it's mm-hmm. obviously a big product for us, but there's so much usage of this product. It's, we think of it very narrowly sometimes yeah. TCC's business, but you think of it in a, in a global landscape and for the benefit of agricultural business globally, it's, it's a big deal. It's a huge hit. It's a huge hit. Um, and kind of give a rundown of the list uh, that, you know, TCC has of the effective products. Um, acetyl tributyl citrate, adipic acid, which is a very large one, especially with a tight supply this year. Sure. Um, ammonium bromide, uh, carboflex, ON, which is dioctophthalate, dicene diamide, like I said before, dicyclopentadiene, dimethyl melanate, dimethyl phthalate, uh, malic acid, uh, glass and silica fabric, which is that's section uh, 70. So it's not a chemical, but it is a product that DC, TCC does deal heavily with. Sure. And uh, all these glass fabrics are affected, so it's going to pretty heavily impact the industry. Uh, magnesium sulfate, melamine pyrophosphate, methyl acetate monopotassium phosphate, polyphosphoric acid, potassium bromide, uh, TOTM, uh, TMP, and zinc borate. And so those are the, the products listed that t- TCC deals with, uh, but obviously that's not an exhaustive list by any means. Absolutely. Um, that's one, if you're familiar with TCC's business or you have contacts uh, in sales or marketing or with the office, those are products you've likely heard and are familiar with. So that's you know what, what we're dealing with and what we're seeing specifically with TCC, but obviously there's 
what's the total? I'm seeing 6,031 items from China. Is that the, the total? That's it. So 21 products scratches the surface of yes. that. I mean, it is yes. far reaching. That's, I mean, that, that represents an insane amount of the entire chemical industry. And China obviously is a huge supplier globally. So it's going to be, I mean, it's impossible to say what the effects are going to be. And we're right talking now. food products. We're talking packaging materials. We're talking like, I think mm-hmm. I read the list and there's like eight different types of like pickle products, pick, you know, pickles yep. in water, pickles in other types, pickles in plastic jars, pickles in glass jars. It's like, it's the craziest thing. I would say just like chemicals, you're going to want to stock up on pickles. I yeah. Mean, you know, yeah. It's, it's having that supply. I would maybe lease out warehouse space. If you're a warehouse, you're going to yeah, be in you, some if, good business. If here. you like pickles, I mean, save, <laughs> save 25% now. So Absolutely. Um, and, and you so know. what's what's the timeline with list three? Um, where where are things at? Obviously, I think people will be most interested in this list and the, mm-hmm. the progress that this list is having has going through the the public uh, comment period. So what what are you seeing with list three? What what are the notable deadlines and what's coming up? And maybe when can people start to expect to see these these tariffs go into effect and obviously impact their you know people's cost formulas up and down the supply chain? So as far as deadlines, um, the public hearing on this list three, which uh, this list three is 10% tariff on, like Ben said before, about 6,000 items. Um, the public comment period ends August 20th, and there are currently 818 public comments. Um, and if you know we see any correlation with the amount of public comments for list one, there was a almost 40% reduction with 3,000 comments. List two was a maybe a 2% reduction mm-hmm. with uh, about 700 comments. So as we sit here for the next uh, about 10 days or so, if we start seeing a lot more comments come in, if that's any indication, we're going to start seeing, you know, <clears throat> at the end of this public comment period in the public hearings, a pretty significant reduction. If there's not many more comments, then it's looking like we won't. And I'm seeing you wrote about 800 comments so far for list three. Is that's that kind of, that sounds about right. Yeah. Well, that's uh, as of this morning. So about okay. 30 minutes ago and it will become 819 once TCC gets our <laughs> signed and uh, logged in. Yeah, so that's a great segue. So what are, I guess, two-part question, what do you mean by a comment? You know, what, what can people do to submit a comment? How do you submit a comment? What does that mean? Who's actually reading it? And then, you know, what is, what is TCC doing um, between yourself and our sales team and Nick and Rob Roach um, to, to make sure our voice is heard and being such a, a player in the chemical industry and, and heavily involved in these tariff lists? So to start off the answer to your question, uh, where you submit this public comment, there's a website called regulations.gov, and you submit, I, I've seen mostly Word and PDF documents. Just upload it right to the... Just upload it right to there. And there's, a, you know, if you're part of certain organizations like TCC used um, NACD's um, template and mm-hmm. format, um, it's kind of is, is a guideline to submitting there our public comment. So there's some resources out there. You're not just on your own trying to figure out what the heck you're supposed to say. There's some guidelines out there for how to submit these comments and what should be included and not included. Yep. If you look hard enough, you can find them. And then so I, uh, before formulating ours, I took a look through, kind of see what comments were out there. Mm-hmm. And I've seen incredibly well-written ones from private citizens. And I've seen not so well-written ones from, you know, companies I imagine you, you being think, large. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Um, so those comments, so the, the public comments are exactly what they are. They're publicly available comments. So once, say, TCC uploads ours, mm-hmm. anybody can read that. That's how that works. That's it. Yep. Got it. Yep, and uh, the reason these public comments are, are very important, I mean, if the past two lists are any indication, the more public comments, the more likely products are going to be excluded from this list. And like I said before, TCC has about 21 products on our list, uh, which we you know see as being pretty integral to our business. Um, 
when it comes to the time of the public hearing, which will be the 20th through the 23rd of August, the USTR will be looking through these public comments along with the people who are, you know, there physically. So some companies or private citizens, if you so choose, I'm guessing, will be able to sit in and listen, participate, and, you know, voice their opinion in person. Um, but like I said before, the more public comments, probably the more effective it's going to look. So anybody from your average private citizen, maybe professors at universities that have some mm-hmm. um, impact that could potentially come through by these tariffs up through small businesses, medium businesses, as well as global companies should look at submitting a comment uh, mm-hmm. to, to bolster that number. That's kind of what you're saying. Yep. If you, if you uh, believe that some of these products shouldn't be on here, I'd, I'd say voice your opinion. There's, it's not going to hurt you in any way, shape or form. It's just, uh, you know, it's part of democracy, like sure. we said earlier. Yep. And so after that uh, 20th through 23rd of August uh, hearing cycle, we should get a final list published, I think, within the following week. And with that final list, there will be a hard, effective date. Got it. Um, so for the list two, they just published a hard, effective date, which was August 23rd. So if you're coming in at, you know, 12.01 a.m. on August 23rd, you're going to start beating being hit with that 25% tariff if your products are on that list. So, um, you know, it's going to get very real here in in late August. And with those tariffs, obviously a lot of stuff takes six to eight weeks to come from China, and that's Mm -hmm. what these products are listed. I don't know if you know the answer to this question, but do you know, is it products, so like that that one goes into effect on August 23rd. If a product gets here on August 22nd, it's not on that tariff list, but if it gets here, if it hits the port of New Jersey on August 24th at 8 a.m., that product now has a 10% additional cost to it. That's kind of, that's how that works. That's it. And from what I understand, when you say when it hits the port, it's really when the Customs and Border Protection Officer gets to you. Got it. So it might hit the port on time, just on time, but you might not be that lucky. So, yeah, so it's it's a very, very hard deadline. They started doing the same thing in China when they enacted their tariffs, which was a shock to some people shipping over there. (laughs) Obviously, if you're paying an extra, I mean, 10, 25%, it's huge. Yeah, especially on certain certain products that we're talking about uh, are relatively cheap products by the pound Mm -hmm. compared to other things that uh, is involved with the chemical industry. So adding 10% to that on some pretty already, sometimes some thin margins or things that are you're you're relying on uh, volume pricing to, to make a margin, you know, 10% 10% add extra to your cost is is no bueno. So it's, it's huge. Yeah. And unfortunately, I mean, in a lot of cases, that's getting passed directly along to the end user, the consumer, the American citizen. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah. almost, it'll obviously affect businesses, but it's going to affect that person six, seven, eight steps down the supply chain. That's actually the end user of the product, whether it's, if it's agriculture, maybe you're a farmer that's actually using the agricultural products to spread on your, your crops. You're the one mm-hmm. that's going to be taking that product. And then in a sense, it's going to go down to the consumer that's you know eating the whatever the farm is growing and it's going to go all the way down the supply chain which absolutely obviously affects everybody it's unfortunate and i mean it comes down to things also like uh, medications through pharmaceutical companies some of these are you know active and active ingredients in pharmaceuticals and yep. some patients don't really have a choice whether or not they're going to take right. that medicine so yep. it's unfortunate to yep. to look at these potential impacts and so there is one other I guess legal note or government note that came out and that's the miscellaneous tariff bill. Maybe mm-hmm. if you want to talk about that a little bit, what that entails, how that's going to impact these lists um, and, and what you're seeing from that. Yep. So the miscellaneous tariff bill act uh, was verbally passed by the Senate on uh, July 26th. And that was in the works for God, months and months, I, uh, pretty much as long as I've been here. I remember Nick on the first or second week sent me a notice, say, Hey, look at this, see what yep. products are affected. And it was just a few. 
Um, but what it does is it cuts or reduces tariffs on products that can help reduce cost to businesses and consumers. And there are three requirements to be included. Um, it can be easily administered by U.S. Customs and Border Protection. Um, the reduction cost does not exceed $500,000 a year in lost tax revenue for the U.S. government. And it's non-controversial, meaning it doesn't hurt American business interests. And 500K is, in terms of the whole grand scheme of the $50 billion in tariffs, isn't a whole... No. It's not a pretty high high barrier there. No, it's not, it's not a big product. And I think that's uh, kind of the sentence in house way of combating these tariffs a little bit, trying to reduce the impact on American business. And it'll be interesting to see if that's expanded uh, within the, for the next year's Tariff Bill Act. And does that affect, will that affect the, all three lists, all the products across all lists? Is that just certain certain yep. lists? Yep. So from what I can understand, the uh, Miscellaneous Tariff Bill Act supersedes absolutely everything. Got so it. that includes these Section 301 tariffs. Got it. So uh, two of our products are effective out of that list of 21 so far. Um, dimethylmalonate uh, is now free under the MTBA, MBTA, um, and monopotassium phosphate is now down to a 1% tariff. So it just replaces whatever it is in the U.S. tariff code. So that bill included specific products that they were going to exclude. That's it. And obviously being verbally passed, I'm assuming it needs to get actually passed at some point, some kind of hard deadline. Are they still talking about that or is that kind of the last step? Is it kind of in effect as of now? Um, so it's not in effect yet. There was, I think, an amendment posted. Um, it. it affected very few products, nothing TCC is interested in. Um, and the next step is for it to go across President Trump's desks and be signed. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so I guess, you know, we kind of talked about a little bit, but just to kind of wrap everything up, you know, what are, what are next steps and important deadlines coming up within the chemical industry specifically? Um, when should be, people be looking out for certain things or, you know, what, what's kind of coming up? Obviously, I think August will be a big month and a lot of this will have shaken out, you know, this time next month with mm-hmm. what's actually going to be happening, what tariffs are going to affect. But what, what, what are the important deadlines for the next couple of weeks or the next month? So if your products are affected by list one, there is a product exclusion request deadline, which is October 9th. So it's a good bit of time because I think that was confirmed in uh, July. So that's, uh, gosh, that's about three months of time you have there to apply for product exclusion, which is nice. Um, And a little bit more about the product exclusion forms. Um, There's a couple things you need to include on there. It's a detailed description of the product of concern, the 10-digit HTS US number, um, which is the tariff number, uh, the requester info. So if it was TCC applying for one of these requests, yeah, we put in our company information, but you also have the option to keep yourself uh, confidential. It's called confidential business information. So if it affects your business by saying it publicly, you can apply and substantiate for that. Got it. Um, questions regard, there are questions regarding whether or not any uh, comparable products are available in U.S. or third-party countries, which, I mean, for something like Dicey and Dynamite, if that's not excluded uh, with these hearings, you know, that's a pretty good contender because China is the only main producer of this product there's right. a very small production volume in germany mm-hmm. with, but not enough to supply all these you know agriculture and other applications right um and the value and quantity of the product that you purchased from china for the years 2015 16 and 17 and any supporting information of the uh downstream effects and this is similar to the public comment form it's just a it's a free thing anybody can do you just gotta obviously put your business info out there and, and let them know why mm-hmm. you're requesting an exclusion that's it. And uh, so if it's uh, the deadline for that, it's already been published. It's October 9th, 2018. For list one. For list, list one. one. Yes, exactly. Uh, list two, it's not announced yet, but it will be 
I got the feeling within the coming couple weeks here, probably before list three hearings uh, take place and list three, we'll hear obviously more about that after the hearing process. So the next podcast here. So the, the hearings are the 20th to the 23rd and then mm-hmm. more than likely we'll have two or three months from there for these exclusion lists. I would say. Got yeah. It. So sometime in, you know, sometime around Christmas, you might get a good present say dicey, dicey and diamide is now not included <laughs> on this list. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so it'll be interesting. So the next big one for the chemical industry is really the, those hearings on the 20 to 23rd and see kind of how things shake out from there and what's actually going to be on the list. We're, based on how list two went, we're anticipating not a lot of products to be removed from that list. So mm-hmm. we'll kind of know at that point if or when anything will be excluded sometime around the 23rd. Yep. People will be uh, have their eyes glued to the USTR website because yeah, it'll have all the minutes on there. Sounds very exciting. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Better than football. Yeah. No. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, so I guess to wrap things up a little bit, do you have any good resources, anything you've been using or monitoring? I know you just mentioned that one website. You know, maybe what are two, two or three good resources, whether they're official government agency uh, websites or any good news publications you've been following that have some good info on this stuff? What do you kind of recommend? Um, have you just been kind of Googling stuff and seeing what news you find? Have you been following certain things kind of religiously? You know, mm-hmm. what would you recommend for anybody that wants the more detailed info or wants to follow this for the next couple of weeks and see how things shake out? So the first thing I would do is look at your, um, you know, professional organization membership. So uh, TCC, TCC belongs to uh, the National Association of Chemical Distributors as well as SOCMA. And they've both come out with, you know, a variety of great resources for us. Um, NACD actually does have a public facing website for keeping track of all this, which really lays it out very, very succinctly. So maybe we can include that on our next view. It's yeah. as simple as a link. And if you're not already a member of these great organizations, maybe it's time to time to be a member. So. Yeah, it's good to be a part of something, right? Yeah. Um, and obviously, you can't ignore the U.S. Trade Representatives website um, and also uh, regulations.gov for these public comments. I'd say that's probably the most number one most important thing you can do here within the next week yep. uh, to kind of do your part if you want to play it. Yeah, so if anybody wants the actual links to those, I'll, I'll have mm-hmm. um, Matt send them to myself and we'll make sure we get them in the show notes. Um, so whether you're on the Apple podcast app, whether you're on the website right now, streaming this podcast, just scroll down. The links will all be there for each individual, uh, resource listed there. So that'll be good. We also just posted to, uh, the TCC website, to our own website, a little update on the three lists on the miscellaneous tariff bill. Um, some good info on that and we'll have the resources on there as well. So all, all good info and we'll keep that one post, I think updated with info as it comes out rather than putting a bunch of different different articles out there so check out the tcc website scroll down and in this podcast and check out the links there Uh, check out i'm sure our social media pages we'll kind of get it all out there to make sure everyone's as informed as possible uh, as as matt continues to follow this stuff any final notes thoughts on on the tariff stuff um, not really. We'll just have to wait and see. Next, yeah. next podcast will be pretty interesting because yeah, we'll have I'm, a lot more details. I'm sure it's made your, your life and your job a whole lot more interesting <laughs> in the last couple of months following this stuff. And I think yeah. at least for TCC's business and for, for Nick, Rob, for all the sales guys, I'm, I know everyone appreciates the work you're doing and having someone be able to follow it so closely. So it's definitely, it seems like a good time to have, obviously you come on board and start following all this stuff. So it's been good. And hopefully, you know, some people listen to the podcast or some people out there will appreciate the info as well. To, mm-hmm. to make sure we're keeping people as informed as possible. That's it. Yeah, man, it helps having that, you know, team around you. Like I can swivel my chair, face AJ, and kind of ask yep. him all these questions because he uh, obviously has been dealing with this stuff for over a decade. AJ paid, AJ paid him to say that. So. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening. Um, feel free to check out the um, TCC mobile app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Um, we'll have obviously direct info back to this podcast as well as some great links and articles uh, to the tariff bills as well as you know just our, our regular monthly com- uh, content coming out. Um, so we'll definitely look forward to catching you next time. I think our next episode will be the September view from Jamestown. We just came out the August one. So um, we'll look to do another, maybe a part two to this podcast uh, sometime end of August with how things are shaking out with myself and Matt. And then we'll obviously have um, Rob, AJ, Javier, Matt. We'll have all the guys back for the September view. Uh, so thank you for listening and we will catch you next time. Thank you.